Bigger than cakes. Give me some more silence. Welcome to Bigger Than Capes. This is our last episode of 2021. So late, in fact, it's going to come out on the first day of 2022. Um, I'm Zach, and I'm joined by Angela, Matt and Will, collectively Bigger Than Capes. Sup? Howdy. Hello. How you all doing tonight? It's... Yeah, good. Everyone have a good Christmas? Like, yeah, any nice. Any comic book yeah. stuff? I didn't know. I never. Or... I never asked my family for comic book stuff. No, I, I really such smart. detail about what I. That is want. really smart because you don't need like I'm trying like a uh, Batman v Superman like pajama set or something. Yeah, yeah we've just... all got one. yourselves. But yeah, just to have to explain precisely what you what you like. Yeah. Yeah, and then. Potentially, like a lot of stuff now, you can get in weather spoons, or you can get weather spoons. That's <laughs> water stones. Water stones. Uh, yeah, weather spoons. Uh, that well known. My alcoholism sure. comes to the surface. Well, a pint of dark fruits and Batman versus Superman. <laughs> Pajamas, please. I want to be cozy with my cheap pint. Uh, uh, or the internet, weather spoons, or the internet. Your usual book depositories. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's available even... wherever wherever shit pints are sold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even so, having them to maybe have to go into an actual comic shop would be quite daunting for the yeah for the yeah. uninitiated. I've seen your mother in a comic book shop once. Yeah, they specifically asked you that? what to get me. Yeah, uh, it was when I worked at Travelling Man and basically immediately came over and went, you, Zach, Will sent me. <laughs> <laughs> he says you'll know what he wants. I think yeah, I was standing outside you, nervously. She showed you, in. like, the signet ring that had, like, the secret <laughs> symbol. Came with a sealed letter. Yeah. You, you she, met on a bench. You, you were both sat on a bench in the park. She said, why, it's awfully warm this time of year in Panama. <laughs> you handed her five trades. You put five trades on the, on the ground and you walked away. <laughs> she left some money under a newspaper and... Yeah. <laughs> the transaction was complete. Yeah, that's how I heard the story as well. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, I also didn't get anything comic related, but like I, I did spend some of the money I got on comic stuff. I got a new uh, book by Box Brown that came out with that I didn't know had come out. Uh, Child Star, which seems pretty interesting so far. Like tragic comic. Um, Tragic comic. In that it's a tragic, tragic comedy. Not a, it, it is a tragic comic, but it's also tragic and comical. Tragomedy. Yes. That works. Mm. <laughs> Legitimately trying to think of anything comic related I got for Christmas and coming up completely blank on this. I, oh, so you did. You did get me another. You did get me another wrestling figure. Uh, from the AEW, so I I, I love Zach. Um, <laughs> Forgotten Orange, about that already. Orange Cassidy currently has a skateboard, which I love. <laughs> this was always intention. Um, 
Yeah. So yeah, as far, uh, as, far as Christmas comic gifts go, I tend to uh, tend to seek my own out. Yeah, yeah that's that's Same. that's that's called being smart. <laughs> yeah. I generally just ask for various kitchen doodads. <laughs> uh, we had to stop asking. We had to specifically say like, no more gin. Now seven unopened bottles of gin. Uh, yeah. We, we were hoping to kind of remodel the kitchen at some point. So we didn't want kitchen doodads. So as to, uh, yeah, just have lots of shit in the kitchen that we didn't, we don't currently have space are you, for. Are you remodeling <laughs> it into a gin bar? Oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll need to. We've got the stock. Are they different kinds of gin? Or... Oh, are they yeah, all? Some of them are. Some of them are flavored. Some of them are different brands. It's just it's more gin than any single humans should consume. Yeah. yeah, I I had the Jack Daniels problem where when I was a teenager I drank some Jack Daniels once and subsequently I have been bought a bottle of Jack Daniels every Christmas until um uh, I think it was 2019 where I made like a scene about it like no no <laughs> more Jack Daniels I. I, I give these away to people as they leave yeah. my house, so they're not mine anymore. I have se- like seven bottles of Jack, and one of them is open. They're just aging in the corner. If I could go back in time, I'd tell my seven-year-old self: is tell everybody you're into internet tycoon shares. <laughs> let, let them buy you Facebook and Twitter shares for for your birthday. Honestly, it'll pay off. A, a better gift than Jack Daniels. Yeah. <laughs> On so many levels. So, uh, what was the what question? We, what are we talking about this this uh, this week? So technically, this is our December roundup. Also, not this. It just, I don't know why I said technically. Like we're going to do it, something it else. This just is. is our December roundup. Um, it's our. It's also our lack of Christmas special. Christmas special. In that. There's well, we nothing wouldn't... special about it, no. and it's happening around Christmas. Well, you know, it's it's technically half past Christmas, and it's I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Christmas is a construct. It's... It is still yeah. in the glow of all yeah. the meat and cheese. Yeah. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. yeah. We'll we'll do a big Christmas special next year. We'll go. We could have gone live on Christmas Day, but no, you all have families. <laughs> it was weird to get the notification to say that Zach had started the call, um, and just to check in <laughs> about four hours, it. four hours later, and see that he'd got like the uh, the weird little faces on brooms for each of us, <laughs> <laughs> like he was pretending to have more pe- like more soldiers in a castle siege. <sighs> Next year, though, it'll be Christmas Eve. I think we do a Christmas Eve Christmas special. Oh, be bold! Yeah, we'll have to release a bunch of Christmas comics for once. Yes, if yeah. only. Brad there Morrison. A, a yeah, there's always yeah. the annual, the annual clause. Yeah, we Klaus clause revisit that. I think. Uh, it, can we all start referring to Father Christmas as the annual clause? <laughs> I mean, I'm quite happy oh, to do that. You mean like um, to him as Grant, if you like. You mean like a annual um, annual gift man who lives annual on Annual gift man, yeah, yeah the annual yeah. clause. They, they call him, yeah, in Japan they call him an annual gift man who lives on the moon. Yeah. Um, I, I prefer that. Yeah. That works for me better. Yeah, quite significantly, actually. Yeah. Um, anyway, the point, I guess. Yes, it's our December roundup. We've got four books from four different publishers. Yeah. Woo-hoo! 
Look how Rare. good and smart we are. I always say it, and sometimes it's true. This is one of those times. Um, I, I guess I'm starting us off. Yes. With Lunar Room from Vault. Lunar Room is written by Danny Law. The art is by Gio Esposito. Coloured by DJ Chavis. Lettered by And World Design. And I've made that sound like I've got another thing to say. <laughs> I don't. Um, so, Lunar Room. Describe this book to us. Lunar Room starts off with kind of a secret society we're introduced to called The Knowing. Seemingly headed up by a chap called Axton, who has a twin brother called... Zack Zero. Um, major disappointment they weren't like Axton and Zaxton, but whatevs. Um, <laughs> basically, while Axton is introducing some new recruits to the knowing, um, Zack is trying to steal some kind of magical blade thing that's just kind of floating away in a room by itself. Um, then that stops, and we catch up with... I say catch up with um, a woman called to. yeah, are yeah. introduced to uh, a woman called Sin Cynthia Breaker to full namer who is wrestling a banshee in the street. I don't know what to tell you guys. Um, and I thought this was just going to be a fight scene because she's like breaking out octopus stretches and German suplexes. Yeah. Um, but no, she then heads over to the local, I don't know, monster wrestling night, fight night deal, where we're introduced to some people she's ran afoul of at some point, who she ends up books in a wrestling match against two of them, Idris and his friend Clark, uh, or Tekken Blood for some reason, I can't decide if that's a pun, is it funny? I don't know. Um, so she has to have a tag team match against them that just turns into a good old-fashioned fight. She somehow runs into Zack, who turns her a bit werewolf, because we find out that she used to be a werewolf, but now but she's, she's not a werewolf. Curse. Yes. Although some would argue that being a werewolf is a curse, so is this a double curse? <laughs> Um, new curse. It's a different new curse. Yes, it's the sequel to the original curse. Um, like new metal or <laughs> new coke. Yeah, uh, it's not as good, but ultimately it will surpass the original. Um, <clears throat> except new coke. Um, what's my point? <laughs> they have they have a fight. Um, she gets a bit wolfy has like a wolf arm for a little bit, uh, wins the fight, tries to flee, stops having wolf arm. Issue one. Um, (laughs) You can imagine that as the pitch. Yeah, kind of. Knock that out. That's actually one of my main issues with this comic, is it seems like the pitch for the first... It feels like a pitch being made but never reaches the end of the first issue. Also, it has chapter breaks literally every, like... Couple of pages. If that... At some point, yeah, there's there's one where chapter six and chapter seven... Chapter six is halfway down one page, and chapter seven is the top of the next. 
There are a total of four panels between those two chapters. And other than chapter no one, answers. yeah, cha- chapter one focuses on uh, the knowing Axton and Zach and lasts about four pages. And then chapters two through seven are the rest of the issue, but all immediately follow on from each other, never changing location or character focus. We literally follow Cynthia Sin and Zach as they're together for like 75% of this comic. So what's yeah, the point? I, I sort of yeah. agree with you. I think this comic seems to go for a into the deep end um, yeah. Yeah. technique of just sort of throwing you into this world without giving you much explanation. And the generous side of me thinks that you might get that as you keep going. Yeah. As a standalone issue, um, I have it's failed to make me kind of care about either the characters or the world yeah. that they inhabit. I found the lack of information actually a little bit irritating. As it, as it, I read it's like it's like we will give you no exposition whatsoever. We'll just dump this stuff and expect you to go with it. And I'm not one for like tons of exposition, but something would be nice, just a little, just a little bit, just you know, See, just a bit. See, I I feel I was maybe a little bit ahead of you because I've read most World of Darkness source books um, <laughs> and therefore have the exposition. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, I, I, I don't mean to be cruel by saying that. That's more of a joke than anything that I think of whenever I see let's throw together basically every sort of like monster magic-y thing in, in a modern urban setting I immediately can't help myself but think, okay, so we're throwing to get so so go over to the bookshelf and grab all of the source books. They're all on the table. Um, yes, you can be um, a werecrow who's also a member of the technocracy, um, but secretly um, is working for like I don't know, like the Sabbath or something. Um, yeah, it's it. There are bits in this book that I should like a lot. Um, namely, like like Secret Monster Fight Club. Uh, yeah. Is That's a thing a cool that, idea. like, to me, should be immediately like, oh, this is a this is a thing Matt will like. Um, it's 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 wrestling. It's blood sport, but. It's it's all different types of monsters and wizards, um, and and such. Um, sorry, go on, Zach. You're going to say something? I, no, I I largely agree with you. I think there's a lot of stuff here that does kind of. I, I quite like werewolves. I quite like. Yeah. There's yeah. definitely yeah. Angie. Angie is definitely a vampire. I think we can all oh, see. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, she's got the white streak in her hair. Yeah, vampire um, classic. And I I quite like, like the. Oh, sorry. That fight, the fighting in like the club that we see feels so weightless, um, and like, like there's no energy to it. Like, I, I wish it was flashier, mm. like or showier to make. Like, if you're not going to have it be something that that has impact from like that make it flashy and weird and stuff and we we get 
a, a second of that when we have the weird, uh, like, snake person, Nagari type thing mm. beforehand. That's cool. Like, that's a monster that we're seeing that's weird and and is, is, is probably doing some strange, cool things in the ring. Yeah, it feels like... In, in any other medium, that would be focused on as, like, an, introdu- an introduction to that scene, and instead yes. it's kind of a background detail. Which, um, is, which could be fine if I, if I was just grabbed by anything else. I, I, I like some of the, like, some of the angsty dialogue where, mm. where like, Sin is going, like, it, it's just like, yeah, I... I, I, I could try... Basically, he's going, yeah, I could try and deal with my feelings, but fuck that. I don't want to. But I don't yeah. want to. It, um, like, I enjoy that. That's a thing that also gets me, like, what, like, angsty gay romance. <laughs> like, yeah, cool. I, I kind of expected with this, like, as I say, there's a lot of things that I'm into, and to go to something that Angela's reviewed for the website, based on the cover, I was expecting this to almost occupy like kind of shadow service kind of That's territory. That's what I was hoping for. Um, and it isn't. It's just, Not yeah. so much. No. They even have the artist for shadow service. Does yeah, they variants. do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I, I don't dislike where this is going. And I quite, like I say, some of the elements do appeal to me. And I think uh, Gio Esposito's art is kind of pretty nice throughout. I think yeah. it suits yeah. what the it bit, does. The bit where you have got Sin's like arm oh, being all werewolfy. I quite liked that. Yeah. yeah, how the proportions are slightly different. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, I don't know, it just doesn't feel like a full issue and feels like some of the format almost damages what this could be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I don't know, there's some good layout choices, like panelling's kind of constantly yes. changing, which is nice. And I think overall art is good. Um, yeah. This, that that first page reveal with the like shadowy werewolf hand is a good page, and I kind of feel like there is potential. I just mm. I don't know if this I first issue it's embraces not, what no, that potential could be. Not got me, which I was it, kind of hoping. Yeah. For. It, it doesn't it doesn't sort of hook you in the way that reading the synopsis you think you will and it's just a shame that i don't have any particular attachment to any of the characters there's bits oh. about them but it's just like yeah <laughs> yeah they exist yeah yeah but i i don't um i don't know where it's going i don't know what like does she want her powers back? Does she not? Why is Zack stealing the sword? What does yeah. any of that sort of mean? I just, I don't know what, yeah, why you? Specifically. <laughs> I don't know what it, what it means and what the jeopardy is and what, why these characters are involved or should care or there's just, there's too yeah, little of it in place to, to grab me. I think the art, as you say, is, is pretty nice. Very kind of clean and clear mm. art. It, 
there's there's no particular page that I found like I don't know, like sort of really inspiring art. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's no nothing sort of yeah. one, way. one it's not moment. A wow really, indeed, it's a, a fairly common complaint of mine. But there's a lot of panels with just no detail in the background, mm. and that's just a bit of a bugbear of mine. Just like a color splash, um, and it loses any sense of kind of place. You don't know where they are in this, in the room or the environment that they're in. Um, yeah, I was just gonna. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's that's a fair point. Um, mm. I am um, on positives. Um, I do like quite a few of the variant covers. Yeah, there's, there's one some really nice um, ones. There's is one it? in particular that I really well, like. yes. Let Zach do your. Uh, there's one in particular for me as well. Do you want to do your predictions? All right. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I for Matt. I'm going to go hands down. It is, um, uh, I don't know which number it is, but it's the Maria the Wolf variant. Yeah. Yeah, buddy. Um, that's crazy over the top details. That might also be Will's pick. Yeah. Prediction. Um, Angela, have you got a favorite variant or am I? I? I might have. Yeah. I think I'm inclined to say Angela is the same as me. And it's the Nathan Gooden like Venom homage style thing. Yeah. I think it's a Venom homage. That's, that's, that's what I read it as. Well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's like that's for, my a, favorite for a for a, for like a second best cover. Like for me, that's like that's my second best cover. Sorry, is what I meant to say. Yeah. <laughs> Not second that. best yeah. cover competition. The winners. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, um, Richard Pace's. I can't tell, but. Really looks like Parker Posey has just been who he's oh, decided this character looks whoa. like. And I wondered what that reminded me of. Um, maybe maybe that's just a coincidence, but yeah, that's that's the face I'm getting. Is, is that is who <laughs> Parker Posey is who I think she is, right? Mm. You know, Blade I'm Trinity. Sure. Um, yeah. Also, oh. more successful Wait, stuff. Was it which which one was Triple H in? Blade Trinity. Same yeah. one as Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. It's the best blade. Look at that cast. Uh, no, you're absolutely wrong. in it. You are absolutely yeah. wrong because that that blade film doesn't feature the the uh, some motherfuckers always gonna try to ice skate uphill line. Fair point. I I'm just gonna be straight with y'all. I just think all three blade films are great. Um, I think the TV show was good. I oh, just... the one with sticky fingers. Yeah, man. I wish he wasn't called that. <laughs> it's a hell of a uh, confession but say three hell marys and you'll be fine <laughs> i just oh yeah sorry this is when it played man we're also a catholic podcast apparently <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't you wouldn't get just three hail marys you've got to, you've got to have at least 10 plus some our fathers in there trust me yeah i've got to be honest i've never really been very near catholicism so uh... trust me i was deep in it for a long while is, and the standard practice for liking all the blade films is that a... <laughs> um, i mean you know vampires like written down cool. somewhere you know, or... holy water garlic that's the bit they don't tell you at first communion um i think i could I bet for, for most things we talk about, I could go from wherever we are to Blade Trinity in like three moves. <laughs> I mean, this one was tenuous, so I absolutely believe you. 
Yeah, yeah. like no, this yeah. this one was easy. There was clearly a vampire in it. Oh, that is true. Um, I don't know what my point was, but variant covers are quite nice. Yeah. Very covers are cool. I, I don't have a lot more to add on this. I don't no. know if you guys do. Shall we move on to the next book then? Oh gosh, can we? <laughs> <laughs> the next book we have elected to speak about uh, is King <laughs> as a Democracy. It's King of Spies, published by Image Comics, written by Mark Miller. It's arted by Matteo Scalera. It's coloured by Giovanna Nero. Uh, it is lettered by Clem Robbins. Uh, it is the story of, what is his name, Roland King, who is a super spy of the James Bond mould. Uh, but he is in sort of his old age now and apparently regretting a lot of the things he did and the decisions he made in the name of Queen and Country. And uh, I guess by the end of the issue, sort of begins to embark on a mission to take down all of the people he, I guess, put in power through his... Or maintained in power. Or maintained in power. It's probably Mm. a better way of saying that. Through his uh, top-tier spy badassery. Mm. Um, I, I just don't know where I land on this book. I can't. I just I really can't like make up my mind. Yeah. Um, I really like Matteo Scalera from um, Black Science fame. Yes. Mm-hmm. So when I read his name on the book, I was expecting to really like the art in this, and that did not disappoint. I think from the action to the kind of quieter, talky bits. Uh, are really really nice and again just to double down yeah, on my book there largely a gorgeous book there is tons of detail like when yeah. you go when you first see him in his sort of older period and it's in his house and every bookshelf is filled with stuff and it's only a minor thing but it just it really absorbs me into a story when you've you just get a sense of the of the place that they're that they're in i think the actual yeah the base premise is uh works for me this idea of of a spy not being treated wholly as a like hero and taking some reflection that just because you've been told one thing is a good thing isn't necessarily a good thing and i guess coming to that realization towards the end of his life just bits of it that are just so mark miller that i Mm. just just sort of grind my teeth sometimes (laughs) It's it's one of those, like, let's kind of do a critical reassessment of James Bond stories, mm-hmm. um, which you get every now and then, which is, let's look at what, like, what is, like, what, what, what do these, like, secret, yeah, these, these agencies do both sort of secret and less secret, like, you know, what, what is their role in the world you know it, it it's 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 one of those it's like look that looking at kind of like the fact that it's it's all basically about like upholding um like the like the current um ruling structure by any means necessary installing dictators removing um people when they finally you know outlived their usefulness and like and basically, like, damn the the sort of 
so, like collateral damage. It's mm. one of those, and it's like it. My 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 question is like is whether it's trying to kind of have its cake and eat it um because it doesn't like e- everything like that that opening sequence in panama uh, mm. just before like the u.s sorry just just uh whilst the, like, after the u.s has invaded um is very cool you know what i mean like it's the action is cool he is like you know he's james bond smarmy mm-hmm. but he he's cool and he's doing cool things you see i there's a bit in there that makes me really cross which is the bit with the ambulance where he just slams into that ambulance and the woman's giving birth and the baby like literally pops out and he's like Roland's ah. a really good name. and i absolutely loathe that um, so many, lo- it's just like, why did you have to have a woman giving birth in the back of the ambulance? Was it just there so you could have that whole bit where the baby flies out and someone says, Jesus? I mean, what was the sodding point of that? And it just felt really like 12 year old boy kind of level for me amongst many other problems I had, which was mainly most of the women in this book don't even have fucking names, dude. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the, that's the stronger part for me in my kind of my Millerism. And I think part of it is is slightly unfair in as much that Mark Miller wears a lot of his opinions and politics on his sleeve. And therefore, when I read it in his books, I automatically assume it's his opinion. Now, I wouldn't always make yeah. that, that leap with other writers where, of course, you can write people in your stories who you don't share their opinion. That's sort of the point. Otherwise, yeah. every character would just be you. Not, not everyone is Bill Willingham. Indeed. So, for- <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So for uh, for a lot of writers, I would give them that benefit of the doubt that if a character says something which is unpleasant, it's because that character is unpleasant. Mm. In M- Miller's case, I disagree with him on so many things fundamentally that I kind of read him into his stories. And I mm. think that, that could possibly be unfair. You don't have to... Um, Roland King doesn't have to be a nice man in in any way to be the protagonist of this story i think in fact the the reverse being true is the very point of it so when roland you know has various opinions about things or the people he meets part of me wants to give take that with a pinch of salt and not just say this is mark millard like sharing his bullshit i want to give him the benefit of the doubt that i would afford to others but you're right there's not a single like well-treated female character in this uh, I've got to be honest, the baby, that fits my 12-year-old boy sensibility of, uh, of, fla- of slapstick humour. Um, but I appreciate that, yeah, that it's, uh, there, there are no real, like, good depictions of women. I would say, to be fair, there aren't really very many good depictions of men either. It's not like uh, it's strongly true. balanced one way or yeah. the other. Every man, in it, every man in it is basically a piece of shit who you meet, including Roland himself. So I don't I don't think there are any. I was going to say, I think very... in this instance, it's a little unfair to actually say that like everything espoused is Miller's view, especially because Roland rejects everything that he does earlier at the end of the book. So, like, are you saying like it, it, it's 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 
kind of one of these things where it's like, so which which bits are you saying are his views? The bits where he endorses the things by having the characters do them, or the bits where the character then rejects the things that that he did. Yeah, you're right, and it's something I'm trying to sort of relieve myself of while reading this. There's one bit in particular that uh, that really made my eyes roll, which was Roland saying, uh, "Now London's all Russians and dirty money." Yeah, and I thought, like that. Like Miller is has been sort of on record of being a foreign blamer uh, for certain of <laughs> of our issues in this country, and it's those bits that make me feel that feels like Miller's opinion you're right it's unfair to label that because i don't know mark miller and uh i don't know what his true opinions are but it's in those little moments that it felt i mean there is a lot of money laundering in london but we'll not get into that uh because i I don't want to get i don't want to get sued for libel I think the problem is, is when you've got a creator who is so polarizing with his views, like Mark Miller, it's that whole death of the author thing. It's really, really difficult to separate him from his work. And this is just, it's an example. Roland King isn't a bad character. I mean, he is a bad character, but that's the point. Yeah, he's a bad bad man. He's a mad person. And he grows and all the rest of it. But there's other bits that you think the fact that he talks about sort of the mother, you know, his ex-wife and the mother of his son. The son gets name checked. The ex-wife doesn't. And it mm. wouldn't take much to just at least name check her. Um, I don't expect, you know, I mean, there aren't many named men- male characters either. But, you know, you'd have thought that his ex-wife and the mother of his son might be someone who Roland would name. Um <laughs> It's rather just than little, the bartender. Rather than the bartender whose name is Arthur. I know more about the bartender than I do about the mother of his son, um, <laughs> which is slightly weird. I mean, I, it's not a bad book, no. and the art's really good, but it's just, it's just hard because Mark Miller. <laughs> like, the breaking point for me with Miller um, was either, like, years and years ago now like where i like i'd had my problems with him before this stuff but i i largely stopped reading miller around the time of i either the latter half of uh of the original old man logan um like i think the first the starting half is actually really interesting and uh good uh or nemesis just Mm. fucking nemesis see I completely get that because I, I, old man Logan starts good and then it's all um, it gets in, very... incest and rape, cracking. Yeah, um, and I abandoned Mark Miller books for ages and till that kind of mid period of the two thousand of the twenty tens where we got Hook and Chrononauts. I, I've and... still never read any of them. Really good. This is the problem. Yeah, they are legitimately good books. Starlight is one I always hold up first. Starlight is also good. I've heard that some of them are actually endearing and actually like good. Like, because and I know Mark Miller can do that. He wrote some really good all ages Superman stories like a long ass time ago. Yeah, like his old all ages was it like Adventures of Superman? um, I think so. Yeah. uh, the 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 animated series, uh, yes, comic, I think yeah, yeah. Um, he did some amazing stuff there. Like 
he he can write good stuff, but I'm always so like I was so put off him by all of like Nemesis and stuff. But that's not being fair necessarily to this book. No. I I liked it a lot more than I was expecting. I as as Wizard says, I delib- like, I I actually didn't check who the creative team was on the book beforehand. Um, for some reason in this instance, I always almost always do, but for some reason like it was like the cover was like coated in butter, so I just slipped off it. Um, <laughs> like I just didn't notice it. Like um, and if I I I he would have been one of the names I'd guessed, but he wouldn't necessarily have been the I wouldn't have necessarily gone right at the end, oh, this is a Mark Miller book. Like, it's got a lot of the stuff, it's got a lot of Millerisms, but it's it's better than than I've come to, ex- than, like, my expectations mm. are of a Mark Miller book. I agree with all of the criticisms, and I think I like this book more than it, more than maybe it deserves, because I have low expect lower expectations um but like it also helps that mark miller almost always gets an amazing team of people to work with as well um, oh, so like we were saying before it's gorgeous um like character designs are amazing like the coloring i love like the i love just the 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 the, the, the like look on on king's like beard and hair like the shading on it like how like it's it's great like um also like the i i i love um there i love the the drawing of the queen it's very funny to me. um like because at least it like makes makes her look like a weird old person um and so, yeah, like it, I, I think that I, I think I like this book. Um, I think it's trying to have its cake and eat it. I think it's got like I, I, I think it has a much like has like much like the main character admits to it. The book has a problem with women, um, like with with like its female cast or like, but. I still kind of like it. Mm-hmm. I I have a problem with this that perhaps only Will will Ooh. relate to is um, when we get the premise at the end of the issue of what the what Roland's plan is. Um, well, it's Renato Jones. It's it's a comic book that exists and. Um, which is about a kind of rogue rich guy deciding to kill off the one percent, and oh, that's also yeah. published by Image, and it's well, that's the same. <laughs> I think, yeah, Renato Jones maybe takes more of a swipe at Batman than he does at Bond in that in that sense. Yeah, of like but billionaire the concept. Yeah, yeah, absolutely there, absolutely there. You know, as you were saying, Matt, I think for me, the art does a huge amount of the heavy lifting because I do really, really like the art. When we first see them in that like club together 
yes. the background in that is just so detailed. I mean, the action at the beginning, as ludicrous as it is, uh, it's just really like kinetic and yeah. like fun to read. And it moves from panel to panel in a way that always makes sense. Uh, if you've read Black Science, there's a bit on, I think it's the yeah. second page where he jumps off the building and shoots some guys. The one mm. on the left looks just like Kadir. <laughs> Uh, maybe that's uh, Matthias limitation of faces, but um, yeah, like art-wise, I think it looks superb and uh, it does a huge amount for me. I say premise-wise, I like spies and stuff. That's that's in my wheelhouse. Maybe it's just yeah. my own personal hang-ups more than anything. But yeah, something just keeps me away from really, really liking this book. That's it. That's what I gotta say. Yeah. <laughs> um, which I guess puts us on to yeah. Angela. Yes, with the third book, number three, as it were, which is No Holds Barred. Barred being B A R D. This will be important later. Published by Behemoth. We don't do a lot of behemoth books. Uh, the writer-creator is Eric Gladstone. The line arts by Gabrielle M. Kari. The colour art is by Ines Bravo. The letterer is one of our favourites, Adita Bidikar. Yeah. So, No Holes Barred is somewhat humorous. Basically, um, it's told entirely in uh, iambic pentameter. <laughs> which is excellent yep. in so many ways. Um, William Shakespeare um, is not only a playwright, for he also fights crime in his alter ego, the Bard. And he's helped in this matter by his page, William Page, who is the Page. Um, and Bard and Page are a bit like Batman and Robin, but in Elizabethan England. Um, if you've seen the 1960s Batman series, which I have, um, because it is still my favourite interpretation of Batman. I, blame I also my mo- love it. Uh, I blame my mother for that one. Um, yeah, so it's basically a bit of a riff on 60s Batman, but in Shakespearean England. Um, in this first issue, Queen Elizabeth I has been kidnapped. I will forgive them the massive historical error of Buckingham Palace existing because yes. I just loved it so um, that I actually managed to get away with it. Um, so, yeah... Elizabeth is kidnapped, so Bard and Page must race across London and investigate. There are all kinds of references to Shakespearean characters and situations. Um, so there's a big bit with Falstaff. There's a Rosencrantz and Guildenstern turn up. There's a brilliant um, bit with Francis Bacon that I won't spoil, but if you're familiar with the theories of who really wrote Shakespeare, there's a great payoff there. Um, it's hilarious. It's really, really clever. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Um, and I just really, really enjoyed it. It was just so good. It's got everything. I like Shakespeare. I like 1960s Batman. I like humor. I like ridiculous art. It's, it's, it's very much an Angela book, shall we say on that (laughs) level. Um, Angela, another little historical inaccuracy that I caught, um, as well 
um, is that it refers to the Illuminati. Now, the Illuminati yes. weren't founded until the 18th century. No. God, what no a bunch one. of nerds. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, and the conspiracy theory of the Bavarian Illuminati was yeah. around the same time. Yeah, I'll, um, I'll be the, the first to admit then that I uh, neither knew um, nor now care about the historical inaccuracies. Oh, no. Uh, right. yeah, I, I really thought you were going to say. Just, like, it's just us being It's just us being geeky on that one. Yeah, I, I really that. thought that was going to be Will admitting he had no idea who William no. Shakespeare was. <laughs> <by now. laughs> so this I mean, is based on a real yeah. guy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, I there are people you. out there who yeah. have the name Will. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, weird how that's happened. It? Yeah, um, I mean, I'm the kind of person that did pull shadow service up for their inclusion of sash windows in an Elizabethan house. So <laughs> I am that person. <laughs> Let's not forget. Oh, God, fair, um, fair play. Yeah, so I am that kind of a person. I'm not convinced the carriage is right either. But hey ho. Um, overall though, it's you don't have to. I mean, there's there's a bear for goodness sake crops up in yes. it. It's just so much fun. It's very fun. Yeah. Um, I, 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 yeah, one hundred percent agree. Like, I, I instantly warmed to this book because, like, it reminds me of like a, of like uh, uh, like a Colleen Coover all ages, uh, book. Like, it yeah. just re- like the art is so like to me it's like it's very much its own thing but there are occasional little flashes of like action where i go oh this is like i this is like uh i don't know like um banana sunday or like a uh, gingerbread girl or like bandette um mm. or like a little um scarlet witch comics she did in the back of like x-men for the x-men first class comics like yeah i i and, and instantly like that's going to make me like like it's going to score a book many many points, um, yeah. and it's it's silly, it's fun. Like they, I, I was I I had again deliberately like I deliberately not read any summary of this. So as I was scrolling down and saw that him flip back the bust, I was like, wait a second, yeah. Um, and the like the Elizabethan like bat cave. I uh, love the Elizabethan with the cave. with the giant with the giant uh, coin. The big coin, yeah. It's just <laughs> it's so good. Um, the bard it's, cave. The bard cave, yeah. And the fact that like in the flashback, um, like where where Shakespeare is giving his origin story. Story, yes. Um, and ba- tiny little baby Shakespeare still has the facial hair. Yes. <laughs> so it's like the, the bald pate on top. Oh, he has the pate yeah. as well, yes. Yeah, he does. He has the bald pate, the yeah. little moustache and goatee. Yeah. It was, yeah. Um, I, large, I largely agree. Uh, I think this was really fun. Um, the art with its, like, very cartoony style um, was just really, really enjoyable. I think I like it when it gets like the the drawing of bird, um, the messenger bird, and later on the bear. Yes. I kind of yeah. just take a sudden moment of slight veer into realism compared to other faces, and I think that yeah, really no, works. There's like, that I'd, great little bit where it zooms in on the robin, like from yeah. the from mid chest up, and you just see it with all the little glittery yeah. around it, and, and it's just like oh, cute <laughs> I don't bird. know why. That's I don't know why the bird's glittery, but it really that really made me laugh as well. I thought that was really funny. Um, yeah, the 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 whole sixty six Batman 
style is is perfect and the fact that they don't sort of suggest that he's gone away and trained with uh, ninjas in the himalayans he just gets the shit kicked out of him constantly oh, like, yeah. like, he's not like a good fighter or anything I he's just william that, shakespeare bro, yeah. Now you shall feel the power of my fist. I would mistake that for a wee babe's touch. Yes. <laughs> I do think the ambing, I iambic pentameter. Yeah, thank you. Uh, is 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 uh, is pretty clever. Like I think it's used quite well. And when we were looking at Behemoth books, I think th- it, it was that reason that I thought mm. No Holds Barred might be the the good choice. Yeah. I guess in the in the long term, I'm not sure. That's sort. Of, the that joke exactly holds my... long enough for me yeah. to think I'm going to read another five more of these. I think yeah. that's it really fun. Six, which I think will okay. help. And they're all going to yeah. be based on play. So the next one is Take Off of the Merry Wives of Windsor. Yes. And then the third one's going to be The Tempest. So I think there is the potential that if it works those in quite well, it'll work if it, to keep it a bit fresher, hopefully. Yeah. I, 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 think... was, I had exactly that worry. I was like, is this just one sort of story? that will work and I'll love and really enjoy and then like see it next time and be like, Oh, so it's exactly the same mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. But- I, I do wonder how much depth it can, it can afford if, to be honest, if it existed as just a one shot, I'd be pretty happy with that. So like, this is a yeah. successfully done told sort of comedy story. I'm really um, hopeful though. Yeah. I, I'm, I guess less optimistic of it holding true. But I'm pretty willing to give it a go. Like I enjoyed this uh, definitely enough to give another one a, a try. Anyway, yeah, I think I have a lot of the same, um, yeah, concerns about if this will hold up for multiple issues. Um, I think art is really good. I think lettering is really good. My only thing with the lettering that annoyed me was the origin pages where. If you do that handwritten cursive narration box lettering like Fables did every time, it yeah. it, it makes yeah. me upset. It makes me really yeah. fucking annoyed. It's just the most awkward thing. And it, I uh, like I liked the origin lettering and stuff, but that's again just like I totally get that it 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 can be difficult to read it, but I'm just like ooh ooh fancy letters. <laughs> Um, but F- I, fables I, just beat that joy fables, out of me. They yeah. did it so 100%. frequently. Uh, I like the inclusion of having lots of different potions, like the um, yeah. oh god, like yeah, shark yeah. repellent spray. Oh, but in, the, yeah. in this case, it's just bacon grease. It's just bacon, <laughs> bacon for the hungry bear. <laughs> yeah, uh, and it's the those bits. coach. Yeah. Just as quick page, we've planned consequences for this. It just it's so <laughs> yeah. perfectly Batman sixty six of just always having the right tool then yeah. and there for the job. Mm-hmm. I think the yeah, the sort of tone of it I think is spot on. I just want yeah, I don't know, as a kind of parody, I just wonder does it wear thin quickly. Yes. That's, that's like I say, that's my only real concern. Yeah, that's my drawback on it. Yeah, yeah that's fair. But um, it's done very skillfully in this issue. Mm, very much so. Yeah. Yes. Indeed. <laughs> so, from the ridiculous to perhaps the sublime. <laughs> That's a good, Angela. You should do more of this, uh, Quays. Thank you.
Matt. Yes. Matt the Sublime. Yeah, yeah. Oh, ridiculous. We get to know. Uh, yeah, which am I? Um, <laughs> yeah, I am uh, talking about Animal Castle, published by Ablaze, written by Javier Dorison, art by Felix uh, Della, lettering by uh, Tom Napolitano. And I, get, I did the same thing that Zach did and acted as if there was going to be another person. Mm. <laughs> uh, it's really easy to fall into that trap, isn't it? It is. So. so, yeah, basically, Animal Castle is kind of a take on uh, an- like on Orwell's Animal Farm, like yeah, you know, down to the uh, yeah, down to the title, obviously. Like the premise, kind of as summed up by the opening page. Um, is on the farm all animals are equal in the castle some are more equal than others and it's kind of animal farm with like a a like military republican dictatorship angle like the we follow um a cat called miss b who is uh widowed and raising her kittens um on the like around like on the sort of land around the castle which was abandoned by the humans and has now been taken over uh by the animals and the uh and the bull uh president silvio and her sort of working the jobs that her that her husband used to do or that are like much harder than she should be having to do in order so that she can earn uh, enough money to support uh, her, but enough money, enough like buttons, enough like requisition uh, tokens from the storehouse so that she can get the food to keep her uh, family well and safe. We open on like an execution um, of a hen who stole, like who stole her egg, her own eggs to stop like from uh, being taken to the storehouse supposedly as she is uh, ripped apart by the dog militia it is Grim. pretty bleak and is sold very very well by horrible like horrified animal expressions but yeah it it's that this first issue is just about showing us the nature of like like the, the the current situation at the castle like why it's intolerable like what the populace do like what they're subjected to um why it continues to exist um and sort of why it basically why it will inevitably devour itself it's really really cool i like um i love the kind of it's it's weird the animals are not anthropomorphized in a sense of like in a physical sense they're anthropomorphized in terms of they are made into people in so far as like their 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 minds and the sort of society uh, like in a societal way and there are little sort of things about the way that they look and the way that they move that's humanized somewhat so that you can more easily empathize with them like they are you know they are to some extent 
caricatures of like of of people like you know as as you would mm-hmm. expect from this sort of story like the dogs like you know you when you see like a doberman or like a pincher um something you know you like you have immediately that sort of like yeah that that military sort of it's the first thought that comes to your mind sort of when you see a dog like that is the sort of strong sort of uh, stiff control like and strength you know when you see sort of like refined musculature and like proud horns of a bull it sells itself well to like a a strong man dictator um, it uses some of the like Disney the stereotyping, class, doesn't it? Class, of yeah, what classes, animals yeah. like. Like it's so it's like that's that's the closest it comes to physically sort of anthropomorphizing. But it, yeah, it anthropomorphizes every every all of the characters like really well, whilst maintaining the kind of animally the like, animalistic sort of traits of the more like all of the rabbits constantly going to see like a, a rabbit gigolo. Um, <laughs> You have a so, little comb over. Has a little yeah. comb over and a tiny little like uh, bow tie. Uh, I well, I, I think it's I think it's pretty great. Yeah, I think this uh, this ticks a lot of my boxes. As you've mentioned, there, the art it's it feels to me like the end of Disney's two D animation mm-hmm. and a bit like sort of Don Bluth, yes, era era kind of stuff. Um, it does have a bit of black sad about it in terms of its kind of coloring, but as you mentioned, they're not people yeah and like wear, the dark you know, sort of dark clothes and yeah um but it reminded me of things like beasts of burden as well yes and, uh, and of course straight straight dogs um i really like I, I like any allegory to be honest an animal farm is one of my sort of favorite of them and um i think this paints it out really really well i think the central character uh miss b the cat um, I think she's a really strong character to see the world through. She's the only cat, well, apart from her two kittens, but she appears to be the only kind of working cat on the farm. As you said, she's had to assume uh, what were her male mate's role at one point um, and builds this sort of micro society inside the walls of these castles. Loads of different, like, mix of characters. I think the threat is really real with the execution at the beginning, and yeah. uh, and, and how it end, how the issue ends, how it bookend is is bookended in sort of quite extreme violence. But I think that really, um, really sets the level of like jeopardy for these animals and sort of what's at stake within their within their yeah. world. The expressions on the animals' faces are superb like in in terms of humanizing these creatures and it is something that you know animation has mastered many times over in making us care about fucking ducks (laughs) yeah there are (laughs) so many little tricks that can be applied there's things like the elasticity and things like beaks Mm. beaks don't function like that but that's how you get expression out of geese is by (laughs) the beaks will just move however you need them to move um but I think, you know, comparing some of the criticisms we've had of some of the other books today, the forward momentum of this book is really obvious. You're not yes. beating over the head with it, but you know where, where this is going now and who our main kind of cast of characters are going to be moving forward. Um, and I feel on board for it. I'm, I'm uh, 
yeah, excited about this book. Angela, yeah. Zachary. Um, I think this is a really good comic. I think art-wise, but... it nails it. <laughs> I think st- narratively, nails it. Um, I hate it, but I um, I think it looks really nice and it is really good. I just don't want it anymore. Thank you. I'm, I get that. I'm exactly the same. I can recognise that it is a well-written, well-drawn, or arted, some might say, book it has a lot of good things but it's not for me and i think it wasn't for me from pretty much the bit where adelaide gets murdered um animal farm is one of those books that i read and loathed and then i watched the cartoon because we did it in school and i loathed it yes more. we did that as well and i think it just mentally scarred me um in a way um but yeah i just what I do like is we never see President Silvio. That's that, yes. that's the one thing that, we, you know, we don't know what sort of animal the president is. We don't know where the president lives. Is the president really there? Is the president merely a construct to keep, you know, dogs in power? I don't know. Um, but, yeah, like I said, it's a really good book. But, yeah, not not for me, I'm afraid. Um, that's That's just it. I have nothing more to add on that. Nothing more. That's fair enough. Um, I like that the dogs live by numbers. Like there's a clear hierarchy in the dogs. We only yeah. meet number one and number two, but you get the impression that like, that probably goes all the way down. And uh, yeah. I, I, I don't just, know. I, I also I also love that like their you know that like their their collars are like medals. Yeah. Like yeah. In, in like the military sense. And uh, I, I hope we get to explore that because I'd like to see what life is like for these military dogs and, you know, what pressure are they kind of put under to maintain this order? And what's it like being number 40? What's it like being kind of the bottom end of that of that hierarchy? So I hope we get to explore more of those things as the book goes along. But any, like, the idea of rebellion against oppression is always one that, that sort of lights my fire a little bit for uh, for storytelling. And it's just got it in spades here. And uh, yeah, for me at least, the, the the it's hard. To, I don't know. I wouldn't call it absolute extreme violence. Like it's it's visceral, but it's not. Apart it's not, from maybe the last page. The last yeah. page, yeah, is quite is quite gory uh, in mm. and of itself. But uh, for me at least, that that stamps the like I say the like the seriousness of the situation. And otherwise, these stories sometimes just feel a bit lightweight if they don't really set out the the threat involved uh, and make that clear to me. That's true. Mm. I think what's going to be real interesting is our uh, top four is mm. is, gonna, is is really going to be up for question. I think there's going to be some. Uh, yeah, I I think it's going to be a, a weird one. Some real different choices today. Mm. Do you know what? I don't know if you guys think this as well, but I think sometimes a symptom of my opinion is because we read so much. <laughs> we do. Like yeah. we, we read so much that, um, yeah, I think sometimes it just feels like I've read this before, but what I mean is I read it before like 40 seconds ago. <laughs> <laughs> I read it two minutes earlier. Yeah. Um, yeah. Can't blame things for coming out at the same time, but... Um, 
No, I mean, this isn't a highly original story, is it? It's clearly Animal Farm, but I don't know. Just tick, ticks my boxes, this one. Same. Fair enough. But with you, uh, with your boxes left unticked, I think that probably brings us to all we've got to, all we've got to say on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. Books, no? Shall we go on to our uh, top fours? Yeah. You say that as if there's more than four to choose from. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we go on to the order of these four books then? Sure. Um, I think I'm ready. I think I can do this. Ooh, I'm ready to go for it. So four, uh, I'm going to go King of Spies. Um, pretty simply because... I think it's half James Bond, half Renato Jones, and um, I liked Renato Jones enough to give it to Will, and I only like James Bond when it's fun, and that isn't what this is going to be. This is going to be Mark Miller doing Mark Miller all over stuff, even though he already did James Bond. I was going to say, didn't he do uh, James Bond? Yeah, he did Kingsman, didn't he, as well? Oh, which yes. was him trying to do fun James Bond, and uh, then they made a film that was that, because that's not what he wrote. Um, yeah. And I, I think, I've said this for years, I'm going to keep saying it, the only James Bond I need is Archer. <laughs> I mean... Flat. Occasionally, occasionally, it's Die Another Day. Yikes. But more often than not... Yeah. It's I, I, I'm trying to figure out whether you're mm. fucking with me. <laughs> he jumps. <laughs> he jumps out of a plane with a parachute, then starts snowboarding. He gets that, the living shit beat that, out of him and has to have a shower and a shave and looks amazing. What's not to like about dying of the day? Zach, <laughs> a guy has diamonds in his <laughs> face. Zach, Aston Martin call it the Vanquish. We call it the vanish, and he makes the car go invisible. It's invisible car is just. Yeah, all right. I think we can. I think we can agree. We have very different (laughs) viewpoints on Bond. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know what argument Matt thought he was going to get out of that. Uh, No clue. Yeah, it's like describing, I'll describe the things I don't like, and they're just a list of the things you do. (laughs) (laughs) Where's the argument there? So, okay. So, So where were we ordering these books? Yes, so we know King of Spies 4. Yeah. Yeah, I I just know where it's going to go, and I feel like at some point Bond's going to kill the Queen. I don't know. Maybe I'm right, maybe I'm wrong. (laughs) I'll be there for that. Oh, Zach, but, is this the new phase that she's entering? The phase of being killed by James Bond? Sorry, Ronald King. Wait, Ronald King? Reginald, Reginald King? Roland. Roland. <laughs> I almost call Colin King. Ronald, Ronald King. See, that, I think this King is the thing. Nice. If, if you call a character King, I think Colin. If you ca- call a character Roland, I think, oh, the gunslinger. Rat. Oh. oh yeah. Him oh. <laughs> <laughs> too. I... Both names are programmed for different things for me now. So, hey. Um, what was my point? What's three? Three. I, three's Animal Castle. I Really? 
Really, mate. Yeah. Legitimately think the art is killer and it sh- it, everything should work. It's a, it's a cat that talks, that does cat things and threatens people with a claw. Should be into it. Honestly, don't think I'll ever consider it a book again after today unless by some miracle it stumbles into my world and I think, you know what? Yeah, issue two. Oh, well. We Just know, we're gonna get Zach. You, like, actually, <laughs> I've already got Zach's birthday present sorted. Maybe next year for his birthday, you can get him this or for Christmas. Listen, I feel like I've been on the wrong side of peer pressure before. <laughs> <laughs> um, like I say, good art, well drawn, not a bad comic. If you want something that is going to remain bleak whilst being about rebellion, go for it. I don't yep. need it right now. <laughs> uh, I totally get that. I just think you're wrong putting it at three. But maybe that's... I'm wrong. Maybe I'm right. History will show. <laughs> that's History right. well, will show. History <laughs> will be the decider. But <laughs> to paraphrase Mark in Peep Show, <laughs> maybe you'll realise that I was right about this. I was right about <laughs> dying of the day. Hi. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, like, uh, to paraphrase Jeremy, um, people people like Coldplay had voted for the Nazi. No, that's super hands, isn't super it? Super hands. You can't just people, Jess. Um, to be fair, a much better known peep show quote, I think mine ends with, and by God, I think I'm right about the oh congestion God, charge. About the congestion charge, yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, I wish there wasn't already like peep show podcast and I could go into that as like break new ground, but here we are. What's my point? Number two. Number two. two. <laughs> <laughs> number that's, two. That's that way of saying your point is shit. It's number two. <laughs> number two, so help me God is Lunar Room. <laughs> I I'm not sure why. I just if that if the street wrestling banshee scene could just be a little bit long, why doesn't that carry over to the fight scene? Yeah. Why is this my second pick when I'm starting <laughs> by telling you what's wrong with it? But it is a really good bridging German. Oh, cracking German suplex. With a Kurt bridge. Ang- Kurt Angle would be proud. Um, but it should have been a perfect plex. <laughs> it's harder to do. The heights are all wrong. Um <laughs> <coughs> Like if Hennig could do it to the giant, I'm I'm into the ideas here. I just want the execution. So I'm hoping the excellence if... of execution. <sighs> this is why it's so hard doing mm. podcasts with Matt. Sorry. Yeah. Um. So I'm hoping issue two pulls it out. I think the art works. I think the story can work. I don't know if it should just be a graphic novel. Who the hell knows. I have faith in this coming together a little bit. And number one's no hold bars. It's it's Shakespeare's no Batman. Hold bars. <laughs> number one is no hold. <laughs> <laughs> number one yeah. is no holds barred. It's Shakespeare's Batman. I don't know what you fucking want from me. It's <laughs> I do I think it's it's got a long lifespan? No. Do I think the speaking in Shakespearean verse is going to get annoying? Obviously. Yeah, it's already annoying. (laughs) 
point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it started annoying. That's par for the course. But it also has baby Shakespeare with a little oh. bullshit facial hair. And... <laughs> and I just, I love that that's his motivation. Yeah. And <laughs> his dad got turned into a horse, man. That's... And his mum, his mum maybe got disappeared to the fail to the Faylands. Yeah, I. Yeah. We all know this is ending with a Midsummer Night's Dream. It's just yeah. how the fuck we're gonna get there. Yeah. <laughs> I. I didn't even realize I was that into Shakespeare until just now. I, <laughs> I don't think any of us realize. Uh, but I, I'm just game for where this goes. Also. Francis Bacon as a supervillain with a conspiracy theory, who is trying to set up his own conspiracy theory. It's it's good stuff. Um, it's like a Doctor Who episode, but good. <laughs> hey, yeah. this would have been Tenant era, and we would have had a good fucking time. Well, I mean, yeah. it was wasn't it a Tenant episode? Or yeah, he makes. did. Yeah, he yeah. Made I think me. does he also meet Agatha Christie and Charles Dickens? Was that all? Yes. Or was it mm-hmm. Eccleston who met Charles Dickens? I don't care. No, no. Doctor Who. <laughs> it was definitely Tenant. Definitely met Christie. Yeah, with a big B. Doctor yeah. Who has forever been That's that what? thing that I think I should like. <laughs> so so who's up next well i can do mine dead easy Go so on. my top four is essentially in the order that we talked about it lunar room at number four didn't give me anything to grab onto i don't i don't know what the world is i don't really care about any of the characters or their problems and i don't know where it's going but not in a kind of good let's find out That's sort of just way like real life will <laughs> exactly and i definitely don't read comics to get real life <laughs> You read comics to see horrible violence against animals. Absolutely. I mean, comics without death might as well just not not be written. Uh, Number three is King of Spies. I have a huge amount of appreciation for the art. The actual kind of story and premise are definitely in my wheelhouse. Maybe it's my own personal feelings about Mark Miller that uh, stops it from going any higher on my list. But I think there are legitimate criticisms about uh, some of the things in that book. My number two is No Holds Barred, said very carefully. I do like the, the, the Shakespeare as Batman thing. I do think a lot of the jokes work. I think the art's really fun. But I just don't see it having longevity for me. I think the joke might already be old by issue two. Um, so I, I can't really imagine myself coming back to it. And number one is is Animal Castle. Um, as the intro to this podcast will probably alert you, bleakness and misery is kind of my corner. Uh, I love a good sort of apocalyptica uh, type story. And this ticks it with some great looking animal characters, tons of um, threat and risk. And yeah, I think it's going to be uh, an exciting book to see where that goes. Mm. Who wants the next? Uh, Angela, do you want to go Shall with me? I'll, I'll go next because um, I feel like I should name myself history for this bit. So, try that way. Um, what, because so, you're going to prove Zach right? Yeah. About so, die another day? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, um, basically, at the bottom is King of Spies. Um, I just can't, I can't 
divorce Mark Miller from Mark Miller's work for this particular book. The art is really good, but I didn't like the content hugely. I think there is some good stuff in there, but yeah, I just can't get over the horrible treatment of the women in it. Uh, Number three, Animal Castle. (laughs) Because it is really well written and it is really, really well arted and stuff, but I just have no further interest in it whatsoever. Um, You know, it's just not my thing, but I think it's better written than King of Spies. Um, Yeah, just a thing. Two is Lunar Room, because if you locked me in a room and forced me to read another issue of any of King of Spies, Animal Castle or Lunar Room, I'd probably reread Lunar Room, to be honest. It's, it's, it is the pitch of a comic. It's not a full comic. It needs a lot of work. It's like a first draft that needs hugely editing. Um, but I feel like there's enough of a potential at the end, particularly with the werewolf thing actually, you know, happening and possibly becoming important, um, that I could probably read some more of that. And, um, the first is No Holds Barred because, it's just good it's just fun and it's just 1960s batman mashed up with shakespeare two of my favorite things in a comic for the first time probably the only time and that's probably a good thing um it's not worn out it's welcome yet for me um i'm looking forward to seeing what it does with other bits of the shakespeare canon seeing how it mashes it up um and i just really like it I will say the one thing I do disagree with Zach is that um, the best James Bond film is Licensed to Kill. So there we are. Moving on. One of the best theme tunes. I'll definitely give you that. Thank you. Licensed to Kill. <laughs> absolute tune. Right, Matt, round us off, mate. Um, Just before you do, Matt, so, Will, which is your favourite Bond film? Yeah. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, I, it's probably not that good an answer. Um it's probably Doctor No. Okay. For, for, first That's incarnation, it. the most like low key, original flavor. Few few gadgets. Feels a bit more like an adventure film. Before the kind of a lot of the tropes came in for Bond, it uh, just feels like pure pure espionage. Good to know. Yeah, not yeah. not a very fun answer. <laughs> Genuinely, <laughs> genuine Bond fans. <laughs> I thought about it. Yeah. So, Matt, favourite Bond film and or list of comics? Uh, Whichever order Bond, you choose. I'll do both, but I'll start with favourite Bond film. Uh, and it might, because I've been listening to a, like, one of my favourite podcasts um, is a, uh, a podcast that, like, span off from a, like, British leftist um, politics, uh, like and technology podcast, I listen to called Trash Future. The spin-off is a podcast like called uh, Kill James Bond that's uh, hosted by like three trans, uh, like trans people um, who um, just kind of talk about uh, like Bond films. And so, like I, I went back to and rewatched. Um, on Her Majesty's Secret Service recently, and I think it might be the best James Bond film. It's really great. It's one that gets mm. trashed because of George Lazenby. And he might yeah. be the, he might be 
the best or second best Bond. Yeah, and it's not because he's bad in it. He was like blacklisted by Hollywood for being, I think, a bit of a dickhead behind the scenes and sort of never worked again. But it was more that like, there's like I I first learned a lot about um, Lazenby like years and years ago on like um, an episode of like of uh, the Dollop, um, and just how like all of the sort of blagging and like lies he basically had to tell in order to get to audition in the first place <laughs> um and stuff like i uh, and just the fact that he wasn't an actor that was um, a model. but then so was so like, was connery oh absolutely but like he had no acting experience literally none um and oh, he's really? one of the <laughs> <laughs> he's one of the only like ones who is really human um like and is just a weirdo as well <laughs> uh, and i, I love soundtrack him. yeah um and also like you cannot describe the plot to on her majesty's secret <laughs> service without sounding like you've had so- like you've been to, to like a film um fallen asleep in the cinema uh, woken up in another film, fallen asleep <laughs> during that, woken up in the next one a couple of times, and then been asked to describe the plot of the film that you saw, <laughs> and not realise how long has passed. But Telly like, Savalas okay. is in it. Oh, and he's so good. <laughs> he's going to feed those women that mind control in chicken, oh, whilst God. also helping them get over their allergies. I wish uh, I had asked. But yeah, yeah so, me too. It's, hey... Uh, <laughs> well, you asked. You you started yeah. this. <laughs> Reap what you've sown. I'm going to edit yeah. all of you so it's you different cuts it. of each of you speaking, but you're all going, I agree, it's die, ain't the third day. You heard it, you can't <laughs> unhear it. Um, yeah, my uh, order for books is, uh, unsurprisingly, Will and I are in agreement. Uh, shocked, shocked, I tell you. We like, I think we like the books for different reasons. Like, at least I think, like, our number one is we like for slightly different reasons, like, maybe, but, like, um, yeah, Luda Room has a bunch of elements that I should really like. It doesn't feel like a complete issue. Um, like, it, I, I don't know enough about what's going on to really to, to, to have a hook um, could be could be good later on um, and if someone tells me down the line Luna Room got good I'd be like I'd be pleasantly surprised and give it a go um, King of Spies I have a bunch of problems with it but it has at least got me interested a bit more. It's got gorgeous art. It has, like I say, it has a it has its problems um, that we've already spoken about. But in spite of them, I can see this maybe being a good book. Um, like it is at least a pretty solid first issue. Like in terms of like constructing a first issue, it's great. 
The next two, I think, are actually perfect first issues. Um, like the uh, like No Holds Barred um, tells literally like tells a complete story um, over the course of it. It's really funny. Um, the, one of the first things I thought when reading it is Jesus Christ, how long did this take to write? Um, like to to write the comic all in the uh, iambic pentameter and have it make sense um, and be funny, um, like and just sort of and for you to still like to have a sense of characters and stuff like in an ex, in like a fairly experimental comic in that regard mm. um, is a real achievement and I really like this book. I also would have been perfectly happy with this as a, as like a one, like a one and done um, sort of comic that you maybe picked up from someone's stand at like a, at like a convention. Um, I am also though, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what they try to do. I, it's like we said, my only worry is the longevity um, of it. Um, because like I say, this is pretty perfect execution. Um, but talking of a perfect execution, um, animal castle, there are two in it. Um, too soon. Yeah. Um, this book is again, a pretty perfect first issue. It manages to, um, have like to to set the like set uh, set the table for everything like you see these you see the situation you see the rising tension um it all like it all erupts and then collapses um and then we are left in the detritus and the rubble um not knowing exactly what the you know what the second issue is necessarily going how it's going to open uh anything like that i uh i it's gorgeous i really liked i really like this book uh so yeah that's me super my real mixed bag mm. for all of us and uh I guess that's good for readers, isn't it? Nobody wants to all like the same shit no. all the time. No. And I, no. like, I actually like. I joke that I was shocked that a uh, number three. I think that that it's perfectly like understandable with a book like Animal Castle to be able to recognise it's a very good book, and also at the same time be able to say, in my personal ranking, it's near the bottom because me like I I don't like looking at this thing. That is perfectly reasonable. I get it in, in for very, very different reasons, obviously. But I feel the same way about things like Archie. I can appreciate yeah, how absolutely. good Archie is and how many people mm. like it. Just just not for me. I don't get anything from it. So I totally get it. Like it's uh it's no indictment. I, I think mm. I think that's a large part of it. I think it's the combination that not everything is for you all the time and not always No, it's, it's not yeah. always at the right time. I think in a, another day, in another year, maybe I'd be really into Animal Castle. Yeah, I wasn't yeah. going to bring it up at the time, but I read No Holds Barred over two sittings, and the first half I hated. 
And then when I picked it back up again, I was like, this is really fun. I think just at first, yeah. the yeah. iambic pentameter was just a pain in the yeah. ass. Oh, it's, <laughs> just... a, it's immediately annoying. Oh, yeah, yeah very yeah. much. Yeah. And then when no, I got no. into the flow of it, I was suddenly like, oh, no, actually, this is really good. But it did. Exactly. It took me Absolutely. It took me two stabs like, at it. No holds barred. Like you said, it's a book I am so glad I went into totally blind. Um, just like I said. Well, now seeing, he can see. Seeing, yes. seeing <laughs> the bust be pushed back. And yeah. everything, and just going, oh fuck! Um, See, I, I had the opposite of having read the um, blurb for it so long before I read the comic that I had completely yeah. forgotten anything other than definitely has some Shakespeare in it. Yes, same here. <laughs> you're like, you were just like, oh, a Batman book, okay. Um, and then you're like, wait, Shakespeare? <laughs> yeah. Who is that? I, I'm, I'm really curious about this. Wilhelm Shakas? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty sure. Pretty sure that's how you say it. Yeah. Yeah. This this is just reminding me that um my the drummer in my old band had really really long dreads and apparently one of the he like was like a teaching assistant apparently one of the one of the kids in his school for some reason had interpreted that he was what Shakespeare looked like. <laughs> Just a tall man with waist length ginger dreadlocks. Like he was in head PE. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, good. New metal. Just something for us to all think about. Is that the second new metal mentioned? I think we've mentioned yeah, new metal about yeah, three. off air. Oh yeah, the first one. No, I think you might have mentioned it on air as well. <laughs> Either way, new metal. Don't forget it, kids. Well, yeah. uh, we've, was a crazy been, time. we've been uh, down with the sickness. And uh, until <laughs> next time, remember, comics are down with the sickness. Have <laughs> 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 you seen the guy in karaoke doing that song? And it comes to that moment and he gives it a go and really fluffs his lines. <laughs> Good stuff. It's a hard noise to make if you're a human. <laughs> 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 Um, We've been puddle of mud, and until next time, <laughs> POD. Yeah, drowning pool. Just l- listing bands from two thousand and one. Now is that what this is? Papa Roach. This is just descended into something. Did I win? <laughs> I think, yes. Yeah, I think uh, you Olympic. won there. Yeah. I'm not sure what the point system is. I'm just shouting <laughs> yeah. new metal bands. Well, P- Puddle and Mud aren't even new metal. No, they're not. I was just thinking of bands. I meant to say Drowning Pool, but I thought about, I was like, well, you could drown in a puddle of mud. <laughs> That'll be the like collaborative album. Drowning like, Mud. Yeah. Let's, let's get out of here. Yeah, <laughs> we all Please. go mad. Uh, <laughs> Please, uh, Hotel California at the moment. This podcast. <laughs> so yep. our next episode will be our first official 2022 episode. Um, thank you for joining us for 2021. Um, cheers and such. I, <laughs> don't want to go with this. Thanks for sticking <laughs> with us for 12 months. Yeah, you've you've survived fifty-one episodes of Bigger Than Capes. Yeah, so sorry. We apologize. Uh, <laughs> but welcome to Bigger Than Capes. We hope you survive the experience. <laughs> yeah.
if you had a good time, we now have a coffee page, so give us some money, yeah? Please. That's a way to sell you, son. <laughs> or, or not, whatever, you know. <laughs> no, do it. Do, do give us money. <laughs> um, check out biggerthancapes.com um, for more reviews and our uh, roundup of the best of 2021 yep. and such. And um, have a good new year and junk. We've been Angela, Matt, Will and Zach collectively bigger than capes. We will continue to be. And remember that new metal is <laughs> bigger than, than capes. capes. <laughs> Pause myself. Sorry. Oh shit, we've started. Um, <laughs> I was too composed, clearly. <laughs> As Will becomes engulfed in a <laughs> cloud of He's escaping. <laughs> How, how often are you tempted to just do that, shout smoke bomb and disappear? Can we can, can, we, can we just occasionally life. include like an outtake after the credits and have this that discussion just be in just be after the credits in this episode? And kind of. predictions. <laughs> a bit like a bit like you've listened to all the silence after an album and then you get yeah, yeah. But, Make it be weird, like it's a 30 minute longer podcast than you than we actually recorded. recorded. <laughs>